Steve and Dave again. We are Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. No doubt we all want to catch more fish. I want to, and Dave needs to. Ooh, that hurts. But we're all about fly fishing and our love for the outdoors. So let's get after it. Hey everyone, this is Steve Mathewson of Two Guys in a River, and I'm here with my friend and podcast partner, Dave Getz. And we just want to let you know that we have something in common with, wait for it, Tom Brady. Not just our good looks, but our body. <laughs> yeah, well, well, those things too. But Dave, what I was thinking of, what we have in common with the greatest quarterback of all time, the GOAT, is that we just keep unretiring. Didn't didn't Brady just unretire? Or actually, he just retired for good. Yeah, 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 he did. Yeah, he retired for good, but but we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. So I think all that says is we're just not quite ready to give up our fly fishing podcast. We tried to step away a couple times, uh, but we just love doing this too much. I have to say, I love doing this too much. So we're back. <laughs> Although, let's just call it at a more relaxed pace. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love doing it as well. I mean, for the first four years, we released a new episode every week. And the past couple years, we've been more sporadic. I, I think, though, the, the pandemic really didn't shut down our podcast. I think it kept us going, didn't it, in some ways? That is very interesting. I think we may have actually shut the podcast down had it not been for the pandemic because I think we were both burned out after it was actually almost close to four and a half years yeah. of one podcast episode plus one article on the website every week. Right. And then when the pandemic happened, it's like, well, you know what? This is this is a way we can, uh, yeah, we can maybe encourage others. Think about fly fishing instead of uh, COVID and, and gives us something to do as well. So, uh yeah, anyway, that's behind us. But man, this is our first episode, I think, in about eight months. But but we have a plan, right? We do. So I don't think we're going to do this randomly, at least. Uh, we didn't do it for the first four and a half years, and I don't think we're going to do it moving forward. We would like to do uh, four episodes each season, right, per quarter. So, And we may do more than that. But right. that's our vision right now, and this is the first uh, of four and we're gonna we're gonna call this our winter season for 2023, right? And and we look forward to publishing more on a regular basis, right? Even though you might get this, it'll be right at the end of winter, won't it? <laughs> it will be the end of winter, maybe the hope of yeah, spring, but we're gonna call this winter exactly, 2023. <laughs> exactly. Well, hey, before we get into today's topic, uh, let's do a topic reveal. Dave, what are we going to be talking about in the next few episodes? What's coming in addition to this episode, we're going to talk about the magic of fall fly fishing in Yellowstone. Steve and I, uh, as we often do, spend uh, about a week in Yellowstone, mid to late October. It was just fabulous. It was fantastic. I, yep. I don't even know. It's, it's, I'm going to cry when I think about it because I don't think <laughs> yeah. we'll ever re replicate it ever yeah. again. Another episode is what we've learned from other fly fishers, and this is different from what you read in a book or even watch, but just as you observe other fly fishing. Now, some of this might be what you read about uh, as other people write about it, but, and then the third one uh, after this one is called The Unexpected Perks of, of Fly Fishing. So we're going to try to alternate uh, between kind of softer and harder topics, depends on, the, on what we're feeling and, and what we're uh, thinking about. 
Well, that's what you have to look forward to. Uh, today, though, our topic is a bit more reflective. We're going to talk about why we continue to fly fish and podcast. Maybe a good bridge into that topic is to provide an update about the last couple of years uh, since you haven't heard from us in, in a little while. So, uh, Dave, what's been going on in our lives? We have been active fly fishing. I think even during the, you know, the darkness of the pandemic, you and I still figured out to get away. I, I may have given you COVID. Do you remember that? Yeah, maybe so. I'm yeah. not sure. Anyway, yeah. what what better thing to give a friend than That's COVID, right? right? <laughs> uh, and I do think it was because we went fishing. Yeah, and I, the I, gift uh, that keeps on giving. There huh? you yeah. go. So I'm a small business owner, and so you can imagine the last couple of years, the pandemic and the shifts have not been without their stress. When the pandemic first happened, I got a call from one of our retainer clients. I own a marketing strategy firm. Actually, it's a marketing agency. We work a lot of tech and financial services, smaller businesses, and they cut our retainer in half and then said, we might not continue with you the next month. Now, I have multiple clients or many clients, but that was a chunk. And I, I, at the time, I didn't know if I was going to survive it. Of course, things came back quarter three of 2020. But that, so really the last few years, I've been grinding, just trying to keep my head above water. Um, I also started a new small business called Journey 66, which is an online writing and publishing community for writers. My original background, professional background before I started my agency was uh, in, in publishing, professional level publishing. So, and uh, so we started that and we're still grinding on that. We are in year two, uh, two and a half, I think, and just starting to make some really good progress with that. My family's been well. Uh, my third is graduating from college, hopefully <laughs> this spring. And my youngest started high school this past year. My wife is a school nurse and you know, just doing the suburban thing in the western suburbs. How about you, Steve? Yeah, well, I think for me, the big thing this past year is uh, wrapping up uh, a PhD. I've been working on this for uh, like nine years, and I, I had to do it at a, at a part-time rate. And uh, my advisor uh, is at University of Stellenbosch in South Africa, and their program is is more a European model. It's just like if you go to... Cambridge or Oxford and do a PhD. You don't do coursework, you write a dissertation. And so that's what I've been working on. And I think I've shared before, I'm, I'm a pastor. Uh, this is in biblical Hebrew, but I do a lot of teaching as well. And so uh, it's kind of linguistics uh, applied to uh, biblical Hebrew, which is an ancient language. And I, I really enjoyed it. It's uh, It was a good parallel challenge, but uh, wow, am I so glad that it's finished and um, thankful too. I, I guess with the pandemic now, the uh, def, you know the defense or Viva, as they would uh, call it overseas, is in is virtual. So uh, rather than me flying to South Africa, which would have been the case if I had uh, you know if the pandemic wouldn't have happened, uh, I, I did it virtually about three months ago and. And that was cool, though, because uh, there were uh, the external examiners. One was from uh, the Netherlands at a university there. And so, uh, yeah, it was, it was good. I'm, I'm finished. I'm really thankful for that. Yeah, my, uh, my family's doing well. My wife still works at a local grade school. And, and uh, four kids, they're all married. Uh, have, uh, we got grandkids. And so uh, life is good. Been very grateful. 
And let's come clean about this, Dave. We both turned 60. So why would you bring that up? I mean, I don't even admit that to anyone. Well, I know. I'm, I'm sorry. You can, uh, you can just edit that out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, yeah. we did turn so it's, 60. So we're, we're calling ourselves now two old guys in a river, right? <laughs> I think we always were, but uh, yeah, that's <laughs> relative it. to the youth. But now, yes. yeah, we mm-hmm. did turn 60. I feel, I think of myself as like 35. But well, I do too. I, uh, I don't look like 35. Let's just put it out there. But I, I feel like I'm 35. No, you, you and I both look 45, right? Yes, we do. There, we, there you <laughs> oh, go. Oh, man. Well, hey, today's topic is why we continue to fly fish. And we're talking about this to get you excited about fly fishing. Yeah, this is kind of the end of the winter season. And we've always said before, there are just three fantastic seasons of the year. Uh, winter's not one of them. It's not, no. it's not bad, but, uh, and we've caught fish every month of the year, but, uh, it's, it's definitely the off-season, but spring, summer, fall, I mean, those are just terrific times. So, we are recording and releasing this episode, end of winter, beginning of spring. So, Dave, what's one of the reasons why we continue to fly fish? Well, the first is a sheer delight, and I think it goes without saying, you wouldn't do something. I wouldn't do something if it wasn't... Uh sheer delight our, our podcast tagline is yeah for the love of fly fishing yeah yep. at the end of the day it's the love of fly fishing and so as i've aged both you and i've made decisions about what to do with our time because when you're younger and younger can mean anything younger than 60 i guess at this point yeah. um you have all these options you have time uh you have <laughs> i used to have a mentor that used to say at, when you're younger you have more time than money and when you get older you have more money than you do time. And so I think as you have more money, and it doesn't mean you're wealthy, it just means that you're in a different place than you were when you're 25. But when you have more uh, more money than you do time, then time becomes the precious commodity, right? So just this summer, I, uh, we went to a re- I went to a reunion with my family in Bismarck, North Dakota, where my parents are from. And one of the mornings, uh, my two boys and I golfed together. And I hadn't golfed in years. And there was a time in my life, maybe 20, 25 years ago, where I I started golfing and I actually took some lessons and I tried to golf at least 10 times a summer, you know, get out, which is not a lot, I realize. But I hadn't golfed in, gosh, probably eight to nine years. It was horrible. It was a horrible experience. I remember having the thought as I got off, I had a great time with my boys, right? They totally beat me by, you know, maybe it was, I had for nine holes, I probably had a score of 100 for nine holes, right? At, at the end of it, I thought, you know, I should, I should take another lesson. I thought, absolutely not. Absolutely yeah. not. So for me, I love fly fishing, and I've really said this is what I'm going to focus on really for the rest of my life. How about you, Steve? Yeah, I, I agree. It's the same thing. I, you know, I look back, and I've done, you know, I've done... Uh, yeah, I, I dabbled with golf. I, I played a lot of, uh, I always loved baseball, so I played a lot of softball and softball leagues and did some cross-country skiing, always wanted to spend more time, um, you know, downhill skiing, did that just a couple times and and hunted a lot. And, you know, I, I still love to hunt, but uh, now that I'm not in Montana, I can't bow hunt for elk, uh, you know, that. <laughs> Uh, take a, a morning here or there it just doesn't work out so 
yeah, I, I think other than that, some of those other things were, well, I just don't have the passion for them. I do with fly fishing and, and, and I don't think it's going to stop. If, if it did, I, I wouldn't fly fish, but uh, yeah, it's sure delight. I think something else that's big for us is that it nurtures friendship. Uh, Dave, I remember watching a friend, a guy that was um, a friend of my dad's, my dad's age. His name is Murray. Uh, he would fish annually with a group of friends uh, on the Beaverhead River and, and then oh, near Dillon, Montana, and then uh, Nelson Spring Creek in Paradise Valley. That's where... Uh, uh, Murray lived. Uh, that's where my folks lived for a number of years. And I, I remember him just talking about, and, and this is after my dad passed away, and I got a chance to fish with Murray a few times on Nelson Spring Creek. He uh, he worked there. He worked for the Nelsons, and so they let him on the creek free at certain times. So I'd, I'd get on and fish with him and uh, had a couple really good days. It was fun. But I remember him talking about how every year that that there were some guys that, a couple guys, friends of his, that they, I can't remember, he was he was a firefighter in L.A. before he retired, uh, moved to Paradise Valley, and he did that when he was pretty young, but, uh, so these guys might have been uh, guys that he worked with, firefighter, but anyway, these friends would come, and they would take like a week, and they would just go around and fly fish, and I thought, that really sounds like the coolest thing, and you and I have done that, and, and I think our friendship has grown. Uh, yeah, we, we did some writing projects together, but I, I think the fly fishing has uh, really helped us. I mean, this, this all started back in 1980. Remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, we, we were college freshmen. We met and we were in the same dorm, and, and there was another guy. Uh, uh, you know, we were in Montana, and he had... Uh, uh, he had some family who had a ranch that backed up to, um, I think it was National Forest Service, but it was in the Little Belts east of Great Falls. Remember, we yep. went there and yep. and and hiked in, backpacked in, and uh, Blake and Baker Flats. Blake and Baker Flats. That's right. And this pretty little stream, we caught. Oh, we just caught tons of uh, trout out of that, and and they were not all caught on a fly rod. I have to <laughs> confess. But that was, yeah, that was a ton of fun. And we, yeah, there were, there were probably a couple of lulls, uh, you know, where we, we, we kind of drifted uh, apart, not relationally. We just, you know, life happens. And, you know, we were in grad school, different places and, you know, jobs, different places. But then we started back up again. When was it? Was it 2005, I think? Somewhere in there. I think we fished. Yeah. Yeah, we it fished. It was before. I, it was while I was still in Montana. And remember, you came out. Yeah, and, that's right. Yeah. And then when I moved here, basically, uh, since I moved here, we've uh, we fished together every year. Just to be uh, clear, Steve yeah. and I live about, uh, it's pretty much an hour. We're an hour away, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm in the western suburbs, yeah. and he's in the... The northern suburbs of Chicago, yeah. right. And so if you took the hypotenuse of the triangle, you could get there shorter, but there's no real quick right, way yeah. to get there. So so Steve and I have lived together since, what, 2007? Lived together. Lived near each other. <laughs> yes, for, we fished so together, not right. Lived together. Yes. So 2007. Yeah, uh-huh, right. Yeah. It's amazing how right. and we've kind of learned to fish the driftless together. Um, we've kind of grown in that. Right. We've also, um, just continue to fish Montana, Montana and Yellowstone yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. some in Wyoming, 
Colorado. So yeah. yeah and we've even there have been years where we've gone back twice to Montana. Right. Once in the mm-hmm. spring and once in the fall. Yeah. It was during years in which I clearly could not afford doing it, but somehow we did it. I have no idea. Well, yeah, my mantra has always been there's some things you can't afford not to do. <laughs> and no, but it, it really has that experience has uh, deepened our friendship and and I you know, that's I guess even if I didn't like it, well, I don't know, Dave, do I like you well enough that I would golf with you? Yeah, pro- probably so. I, I would, but uh, oh I guess it's nice when you have something that's sheer delight and it, it nurtures a friendship. You know what's nice about fly fishing is that you really don't have to be with the person the entire day, right? Because you're right, fishing yeah. different runs. You can actually not talk to the person all day. And I think yeah. when you're golfing, it's all about the the repartee in the in the golf cart and right. you know, all this mm-hmm. you know you're yakking it up so maybe we would like each other as yeah. much if we were <laughs> that, golfing partners that's that's true <laughs> yeah we'd be throwing clubs anyway but uh, well that's for sure yeah. yeah absolutely oh man all right so uh why do we fly fish well sheer delight nurtures friendship what else i do think for me and this is a combination of two ideas one it's a refreshing and there's there's a it's a refreshing parallel challenge and refreshing is a is a word obviously there's just something about fly fishing those of you who have fly fished and do it on a regular basis um, you just can't think about anything else in the moment and then the the parallel challenge is every time you're out on the river uh, you're trying to solve a problem so yeah. last mm-hmm. fall you and I were out on uh, some river in the driftless and we could not for the life of us catch a thing. I think we each had a couple strikes. Maybe we each had a fish or two. And we came across this fly fisher from uh, from the East Coast. I think he was from Pennsylvania. And he didn't seem like a liar. He looked just like a good, you know, he looked older than we were. And he looked like he was a veteran. He was fishing Tenkara. He had a Tenkara rod. And he said, yeah, I just caught my 60th fish. And we looked at each other. We thought, oh, my but we, I mean, it, we did not have that kind of day. Now, I've had good days on that river. I don't think I've ever had 60 years. Sure. Well, fish. and part of it, I have to interject here, is because we were we were stubbornly fishing dry flies. That's true. It's like, Absolutely. I I, I've caught enough fish on nymphs, and I like nymph fishing, but that day, it's like, I want to fish dries. Yeah, he was fishing, definitely. Yeah. He was fishing underneath the surface. Yep. There's no doubt yeah. about that. But, mm-hmm. I, you know, again, I run a small business, and so, you know, if you're a small business owner, I've been in business now for 23 years. You're constantly thinking about cash flow. This isn't yep. a corporate job where you can worry about cash flow from a third-party perspective. I mean, this is your money. I can't tell you how many times through the years I've made payroll through and through borrowing from myself. Not because the business is in trouble, but it's all about money in, money out, and sometimes you mm-hmm. have clients that pay less. And even in the good times, and we're in some good times right now, and so there's all that stress and. Fly fishing for me is, I get I get a couple hours, I get a day where I can I can stop thinking about those things, and something wonderful happens. So it is a refreshing oh, for parallel sure. challenge. Yeah, when you're you know when you're trying to catch trout, you're, you're concentrating so much that I, I'm not thinking about other things. Now sometimes maybe on the way in, but even that, even the hike on the way in, and just the act of fishing. I set those things aside, and the funny thing is, probably in the subconsciously, I'm 
working on some of those those problems, those issues. And then the next day I go back and, okay, I'm back at my work and, oh yeah, you know, some of those problems, they, the solutions just click. So yeah, I, I love it because in the moment I'm, I'm not thinking about anything else. It's yeah. terrific. So, Hey, there's one more that we wanted to highlight before we're done today. And that is that fly fishing is a great way to engage with the outdoors. Now, I realize that sounds like stating the obvious, but, you know, there's a big difference. And I see this in Yellowstone. There's a big difference between, you know, stopping along the, the highway at, at a scenic outlook or even, you know, even if you take a little walk and you're looking at things, I mean, that that's great. And you and I have done that. We'll continue to do that. But there's nothing like, having an activity where you have extended time where you're actually engaging with the outdoors. Now, some people do that with height through hiking, uh, which we've done before. Some do that with climbing or kayaking or photography. You know, fly fishing is not the only way that you can do it, but it's, it's one of the ways that uh, it's hard to describe, but you're, you're involved in, the outdoors you're involved in nature and i i think that makes you uh more aware wouldn't you agree absolutely we're going to talk about this in an upcoming episode but you stumble upon in really wonderful ways you stumble upon uh, wildlife we'll talk about this we talk about our time in yellowstone but you know seeing a buffalo just across the river come down and drink right in front of you i mean it's just fly fishing puts you in these situations where you get to see beauty you get to see wildlife and um and you're actually engaging it right you're yeah. actually it's not it's mm -hmm. not just solitude right, right. solitude is important you feel and see the weather change yeah you uh, stumble you fall in a hole you you know you one twist time your remember the one time in montana on 16 mile where uh you what was that deal you witnessed a a duck attack a or no a mink that attacked yeah, a yeah, duck yeah. and so yeah. I, I, I was crawling up to the head of a small run, and I heard some rustling. Well, no, here's what it was. Suddenly, this duck, it looked like a, a mother duck. It, wasn't, it, it was not a, a baby, but just exploded out of this bush. I, I almost, I mean, I thought I'd, I, I would like collapse from just the shock of it. And then I heard some rustling, and I looked behind me, and here was a mink that had raided the nest. So I scared the mother up. The mink took the opportunity to jump in the nest and grab one of the little baby ducks by the scruff of the neck. The duck was probably three weeks old. And it was, gosh, it was one of those moments where you, it's, I don't know how to say this. It was like a holy moment. It was set apart. It was almost otherworldly. I'm glad you had that. I was, meanwhile, I, my, my holy moment is I was catching trout. <laughs> You, you know, were. I hadn't in caught front any up to that yeah. point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, hey, there you have it. Now you know why we continue to fly fish, and maybe something here will stimulate your thinking and remind you why you still continue to fly fish, too. Or why you need to pick it up again. And the fly fishing season is, is just starting, although I'm sure many of you have been winter fly fishing, but it's really just starting. So, hey, let's get out there. All right, in our next episode, we're going to talk about the magic of fall fly fishing in Yellowstone National Park. 
All right, that's all for today. Thanks again for listening. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. Until next time, we are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. Thank you.